What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Five Cents Podcast. Today, it is I, Josh, your host, and I'm joined with the usual crew. Let me start off by going down the list. Zay, say what's up. Hey, what? How y'all doing? Jackson. Hello, hello. Nate. What's up, y'all? And Nico. What's up? So today, I decided to take a turn from what we usually do. We had a couple, a couple, huh? User submitted questions, and I just wanted, you know, for you guys to get to pretty much hear what what you guys are coming up with. So first off, feel free to hit us up on social media platforms if you have any questions to submit. We really haven't worked out like a process we have for that yet, but let's start off. So our first question is. Is college a scam? Why or why not? And all of us here are in college. Some of us have been on co-ops or internships. Some of us haven't done anything like that. So we kind of have like a full range or perspective in terms of is it or is it not. So what y'all got? Right. i go ahead and start off because, you know, go ahead, Nate. I've thought about I'll this a lot. I personally, I won't say a scam. I feel like scam is a strong word. But college is definitely, I say, do a lot to postpone you from getting to your purpose is how I think about it. So, like, the big thing about college is you spend all this money for especially the first two years where you're really working on gen eds and not even getting into what you came to college for and you're just kind of learning a lot of general stuff. Which A lot of those classes are really good and fun, but at the end of the day, that's a whole lot of money you could be saving actually getting up to that certain job that you want to get to. You feel what I'm saying? So... I feel like college is more important in those early years for more like the connections you make, and, like the people you meet and kind of just developing as like, I guess a person. But overall, for a lot of people who come in, like I know like a lot of us, we like, you know, it was good to have those classes and meet all those people. But I feel like a lot of times, if you really are, you know, strapped for, you know, the money or you can't really get to it or don't have access to a lot of things, some of the people who are going to colleges, you know, as easier have, those first two years often aren't really as necessary as it is for a lot of people. So but I definitely do don't think I definitely don't think college is a scam mainly because the people I've met and the connections I've made in college are probably more important than my actual degree so far because like all the jobs that I've had and like the connections I made and the people I've met and like the mentors I have right now I've done a lot more than me than me spending x amount of money every year to go to these classes and you know finesse my way out of every <coughs> semester you feel what I'm saying so I definitely don't think it's a scam, but there is a lot that I feel like colleges not waste your time, but could use a lot better to get you to your purpose quicker, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on his page. I wouldn't say that college is a scam per se. I think college is misused, if that makes sense. And when I say it's misused, I think that a lot of people are being told to just go to college if you want to be successful, go to college if you want a good job. But I feel like that's a skewed concept because I think college is a good foothold. Um, but it, college isn't going to do everything for you. Um, the connections you have to make, the people you have to meet, um, I'm a firm believer in this statement. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of, heard it or not. Um, and it's just about like the workforce in general. And it's, it's really simple. It's just, it's not about what, you know, it's who, you know, so, um, 
who you know is more important than what you know because who you know can get you to places where you wouldn't be if you um you know were just and if you were just anyone else so you can get that high position you can get that entry position or whatever it is that internship you can get that co-op if you just know who there could probably be people who are more qualified who know more who've worked harder than you but guess what they're just another name on a piece of paper when the office is looking through but if that person that has the power to put someone in that position they know someone and they have strong feelings of connection towards that person and feel like maybe this could be a bet and um you know because i know them it would be better to give them a chance because they don't care about the other people who are applying because they don't know them they don't have to see them they don't have to deal with any repercussions well not repercussions but they don't have to deal with watching them be disappointed when they just send the automatic automatic um email that says sorry but you didn't get the whatever it is that they applied for um so it's not about what you know it's about who you know i think college is a good foothold and i think within the first two years you should try to take hold of that foothold by either um you know just taking the gen eds and making connections with people because that'll help carry you and give you uh more opportunities throughout your junior and senior year coming up so you should probably work on networking and also maintaining your GPA during the first two years. Um, and also, you know, kind of figuring out what you want to do, because I don't know about everyone else here, but I don't plan to um, be what I went to college for for the rest of my life. Like, um, like I said, I think it's a good foothold. It's a good place to make your plan. It is a lot of money, and it is something you have to take, you know, pay back. Um, and I just think that you don't have to go to college. Um, I think that's the scam part in it, is that some people just kind of automatically, robotically, oh, you have to go to college. And they think that college is going to do it all for you. But you don't have to go to college to be successful. There's many other ways you can do that. Um but I just think it's a good foothold to where you can get a clear plan, a clear picture, a greater idea of what you want to be um, after you're done with that university. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Zay. And I was going to piggyback and say that I think the answer to the question, like, is college a scam, is based on, like you said, what you're going to college for. I think that if you're going into college with the goal of being the best in your field, that honestly, if that was your only goal was to master a field, if that field had an apprenticeship, you would probably get more experience out of that ex apprenticeship than going to college. Uh, for example, I'm in engineering um, and I've worked a co-op now for two semesters and I've learned more about the actual engineering process in the real world in the co-op. Like I've learned a vast majority more there than I have in class. However, the theory that's presented in class is important. So I'd say for the vast majority of majors, if you're STEM related, especially if you're computer science, college is probably somewhere you should go. You should probably open yourself up to the theory and the science behind how a lot of things work. And if you're a CS major, I would argue that it's, it's very important to get some of the larger design things uh, taught to you. You can obviously do all of this without college. I wouldn't say that it's necessary, but it's a very helpful step. If your goal is to be the best of any X salaried position, 
the difficulty would be that college is kind of a stepping stone to get to a lot of salaried positions. However, I would argue that the knowledge that you gain in college won't necessarily make you better at that position. In which case, college would be a scam to you if you didn't properly utilize it to make those connections and to achieve the kind of things that you need to achieve while you're in a group of your peers. So I think if your goal is to be the best at whatever you've already signed up to be, college won't scam you if you use it appropriately. But if you go into college thinking that you should just stick your head in the sand and grind out your grades and keep your GPA crazy high, you'll come out and realize that a lot of the working environment looks very different to what you've learned. And that you'll essentially be starting with no connections and from a ground you're not familiar on. That's my take. <clears throat> well, for me, I honestly disagree with all of your all of your takes on it. I mean, pretty much, I feel like college is just one of those things where you know it's what you make it. And if you go into college with the mindset of like Jackson said, like wanting to be the best at your craft or you know excel in you know selected field of study. Then of course you're gonna you're gonna want to be there because that's college is gonna send you to that that next phase of your life. But if you're just going to college for like supplementary things like partying and things of the sort, then I mean it's obvious that college can be a scam because you're just wasting money at that point, you know. So really, it's just all about the mindset you have going into it and what you make it. So that's that's what I think. But I wouldn't necessarily call college a scam if you're going to college to party. Some people do go to college to party. Well, and they're th- getting. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So that that depends on the perspective of who's saying it's a scam. Maybe for you it's not a scam, but it, Josh, if you went and said like, "Oh, I'm gonna drop ten thousand dollars on a pair of Air Force Ones," I'd be like, "You're getting scammed." Even if you felt like you weren't, and you came away like, "I love these Air Force Ones," I'd be like, "Nah, you got ripped, bro." Like that, the cost was not worth the product you received. Oh, no. I agree. That but would the be thing the point is, that I most think. people, the pro- the only problem with that for me is who's getting scammed is your parents, but the child's <laughs> not sure. getting scammed. Well, the well child's yeah, I mean, not getting scammed. Well, yeah, if, you, if, you bought, if you bought the $10,000 Air Force Ones with your parents' credit card, then yeah, you got scammed, but you used somebody else's money. You see what I'm saying? Like, like it. The, technically, they're the ones who bear the brunt, but that doesn't like change the root nature of the fact that you got the wool pulled over your eyes. Like you thought this was something you it wasn't. And I would say that only this is a niche scenario where if you believe that going to college is strictly fun and your parents are willing to pay for that, there's no scam. That's a transaction. You're willing to pay whatever cost you want to pay. But if you think that paying the amount, the nominal amount for most colleges is worth the experience that isn't scholastic. Like if you were to take the scholastic part out, I would disagree. I would say that it's important for you to focus on the thing that you, on your future and to invest in yourself in college and to do what you can to make preparations for when you're no longer in college. To say whether or not that's worth the money is up to you. But if you were to ask me, a guy in college, I would tell you that if you jumped in as a freshman and went your whole, you know, scholastic career not caring about your grades and just having a grand old time, I'd tell you you did it at a very steep price and that I probably would not have done the same. Can't tell you it was a scam, but in my eyes, I probably would have seen it as one. Yeah, see, I think um, I think the whole concept of college being a scam comes from the fact that, like, like Zay was saying earlier, like, a lot of people are promised that if they go to college or like, it's kind of like insinuated that if you get this degree, you're just going to be successful and make this money. Yeah. You know? But there's so many degrees out there that aren't really worth a thing in the real world. And it's like, these people will spend like four years, five years getting them. 
and then they come to find out it's like damn i i can't even do shit with this mm-hmm. like and then i just wasted five years of my like life just mm-hmm. for what i think that's where the, the whole idea of the scam comes from and i think it's just we need to do a better job of like portraying to like college isn't the only way you know mm-hmm. to be successful but then it you know that goes into all that money thing and you know it's it's a that's a different conversation yeah. yeah, I just would like to add on that to real quick as well. I think it's a that kind of idea of partying and kind of like those people who go to college for that thing. I feel like the biggest thing for college is that increase in kind of maturity that you get within those mm-hmm. those four or however many years you take to graduate. Because for a lot of people, you got to think about it like you come out of high school, you've been in this since closed circle just made specifically for you to grow, and you're kind of just thrown out into the world, right? And just to do your thing, whether, you know, you have your parents living with your parents or trying to find a job, doing whatever. But in college, you have at least four more years of just that certified circle just made for you to improve yourself and figure out what you want to do. And, like, for a lot of people, that comfort kind of makes it a little easier transition into adulthood. But, for like, for some other people who don't come from, you know, it's easier background. It's a lot easier to say, well, I've been living like this my whole life. So college, I don't really yeah. need that to get to the point to where I'm mature enough to take care of myself. You feel what I'm saying? But... Like we've talked, I know for a lot of us in this call right now, like literally one of our jobs on campus is just to convince people to come to college. And a lot of these kids I've talked to during like some of these camps and these programs and workshops and stuff like that literally have no idea what they would do basically outside of, you know, talk, getting their parents to basically support them or trying to find a job or whatever. And they just think, oh, if I go to college, well, that's easy. Well, the thing you learn in those first four years that you're in college is not as easy as you really think it is. So I feel like a big thing out of college for those who aren't really as prepared for the real world is just having that accelerated maturity that you get throughout that time as well. Absolutely right. Okay. So I do think I completely agree with Nate and on what Nico said. So I think that some of the crowd, not all of it, just like a portion of the crowd that says college is a scam. And like how Nico mentioned are people that get like degrees that come out not like being worth anything. But usually the people know that going in. Like, for example, right, if I got a degree in music theory because I played the piano, right? Now, what I did was I followed my passion. And college is great for that. But at the end of the day, you have to know how your field works practically before you go into college. There is no way that you just decided to do that. And you're telling me you didn't look up what happens like afterwards because it's not a scam then it's just your fault right there because you're supposed to at least take some of the time to figure out what this is going to lead to post-college so Mm -hmm. some of those people they're following their passion which is always amazing but it sucks that to me i guess that's not the best way for you to obtain an income so like sticking with the music example maybe a better way is to try to get gigs and like get yourself put out there and known. Now you could do that while going to college. So now you're gaining knowledge, but you're doing this thing on the side to help build you up. So by the time you get out of college, you have something waiting for you. The problem is you can't just act like, oh yeah, I got my degree in music theory and I'm about to go and ball out. Like, come on now, what you doing right now, my guy? Like yeah. that that's honestly not gonna help you right there. And it sucks that that's the way our society works. But as everyone's mentioned, I think that if you know what it takes for your craft to succeed at a professional level, you should follow that pathway. Whether it's going to college, whether it's going to trade school, 
whether it's hopping into the workforce to just stack up your money at that time and then invest it into whatever you're trying to do. You need to know all this prior. And the mm -hmm. only problem is, is it's seldom that you got it all figured out senior year of high school and it sucks. Yep. So then that's when college just sneaks in because you've mm -hmm. been hearing it your whole life. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This the one. This is the route to take. And then you get there and you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. So you start trying stuff. So maybe the major you went in with, damn, I'm not feeling that one. Okay. So you switch. So then that's how you get into the people staying seven, eight years in college, they were just trying to figure out what to do. So I know, I think Nate said it best in terms of college is really great for networking, building connections and building your character because it helps you mature and helps you get wiser for that time that it's time for you to take up your mantle and figure out what you're going to do with your life. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. So, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Listen, 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 listen. I'll go after you, Zay. <laughs> Right. take it away. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't keep my hand though. I was tired of holding. You good, it up. You good bro? So, yeah. no, I'm good. It's yeah. all yours. Floor's yours. Floor's yours. <laughs> my bad. Um, so I was just thinking that like, um, what would have had to happen for me to call college a scam? Like to say that I wasted my time here. And there are also some degrees that aren't high in actual market value, and all that means is that um, for that field. Either the jobs, just, you know, um, their median salary just really isn't that high. And it's not something that, you know, um, I guess would be basically the loans that you take out from college would be more than you make in a year with the job that you got a degree in. And um, in cases like that, yes, I would say that's a scam. Um there are also some people who come to college with the mindset of, like I was saying earlier, where they think it's going to do everything for them, and then they get a degree, and then they can't do anything with it, and then they end up in a job that has literally nothing to do with their degree. And in that case, I would also say, yes, it's a scam. However, it's hard. I, I don't think scam is the right word, because at the end of the day, the college lists all its courses, all the degrees that it, you know, is certified to give out, all of its costs, and it's laid out and it doesn't change. And um, the people are supposed to come in and know, well, not know, but they're supposed to come in and pick one. Of, and they're free to choose. And they know how much it costs and they know all this. But there's been, like, misinformation, you know. And there are, like y'all were saying, there are all those kids who come to college and then throw it all away because, um, like, they party too much and then their grades suffer and then, bam, they're out. And now they just pay, you know, now they were in college for a year, didn't even get their associates, and they got $10,000 to pay off or something or whatever. Um, I can't say it's a scam. I just think that some people use it as a safety net mm -hmm. it's a they use it as a safety net if that makes sense like if they if if things in their life aren't going right there's like oh i hate this job i need to get a better job the first thing that they think to do well, let me go back to school let me get this degree let me you, you see what i'm saying and this isn't all people i'm just assuming 
from my own perspective that um, it, it just makes sense to me that if I was in the if, if I was in that mindset, then yes, it would seem like college is a scam. I just think that they're using it wrong, and then they get upset when they don't get the results that they thought they were going to get when in fact they should have done more in-depth research and you know actually knew how it was in the real world yeah and so i'll keep this brief because i this this has been a great conversation on this and i think y'all have hit pretty much every point uh square on the head but, but i wanted to bring up the fact that so my parents are actually an interesting dynamic and in that i have one parent who didn't like see college all the way through to the end ended up being very successful doing great for himself and i have another parent who ended up going to graduate school and is also doing great for herself so i have two ends of the same coin i have the one with the doctorate and the one who didn't even finish and the reason why i say this is important and i wanted to caveat this for any any young listeners in case you're listening there's a common saying that college isn't for everyone. I disagree. I think that certain careers aren't for everyone. I think college is a place where you get to differentiate between those careers, but I, I refuse to believe there is a person who could not complete college if they put their mind to it. You could find a degree and pursue it to its entirety. However, there is a trade-off. Not everything will make you happy. And it's a very lucky person who gets to work in something that they love every day. That's not a super common thing. It should be the goal, but you need to understand that salaries don't always come with the jobs that are the easiest to do or the most enjoyable to do. A lot of the higher end salaried positions that aren't management are going to come for STEM positions, computer science people, which is all going to be difficult. That is going to be a difficult road. And that's part of why those salaries are so expensive and why they are able to pay so much because it's a limited amount of people who are willing to put in the effort to get there. Now, that being said, it's important to understand that if you're an 18-year-old and you're rolling fresh into college, there's not a single person on this planet who can reasonably expect you to have a career planned out for the rest of your life and for you to stick to that honestly. Because in quite, in, in all fairness, you probably don't understand how the world works. You're probably just too young. You haven't even lived on your own yet, maybe. you know, For a lot of people, that's the case. They've been with their parents. And even something as simple as living with your parents can keep you from understanding the harsh reality that is just the market, jobs, how everything works. So college is a lot about learning how to sell yourself, how to be something that's worth the position that you're getting paid for. The reason I bring this up, my my father, uh, he does not work a salaried position. He's an entertainer. Uh, I, I won't say specifically what, but his job is really just to go out and do something that people enjoy. They pay him for something that they like to go see, so like they like to go watch. And the reason why that works for him is because he learned how to sell himself, not necessarily in college, but as an entertainer. He learned how to go out, how to make connections, how to meet people with status, with uh, these shows, these gigs that they could book him for. And he, on his own, just was like, hey, you know, I'm, an, I'm the man. I'm going to do this. And he stepped into that role and pursued it very hard for a long time. And it ended up making his breakthrough. That's a lucky break for a lot of people. And I'll say it's a lucky break for my dad. You know, I won't, I won't give him too much credit. Um, and it's not going to happen for everybody, but it's certainly possible. He did go to college. However, he didn't want to complete it because it was nothing like what he wanted to do. My mother, on the other hand, she's a lawyer, so she's got her JD. Uh, she actually went back to school in her mid-40s in order to finish law school and then get a job. So it's never too late to finish your scholastic career. And she currently has an awesome position, and she enjoys it a lot. And it's something that she found very fulfilling. But it's not just because she loves doing law. It's because she found a purpose for it. She's providing for her children. 
she's giving her children an opportunity to go pursue a higher education. So the one caveat that I wanted to add on to what Zay said is that, yeah, you can get scammed. You can get scammed out of a lot of things. But one thing that's very common to get scammed out of that people don't realize is enjoyment, your happiness. You can get scammed out of doing into doing something that you don't enjoy doing. But I will, I will argue that if you can do it for something that you do care about, sometimes it just might be worth it in order to find something that you can really pursue and be passionate about. That's all. That's facts. That was straight facts. <laughs> I'm gonna add something, and now I feel like this. This man already did the ending, though. This man, this man, this man killed it right there. Um, thank you, thank you. All I was gonna say though is, another way that college can be a scam is, universities do a great job at selling themselves and saying, "Come to this college." Now, the only college offer. Colleges offer the same degrees and coming from certain colleges, they're the same quality of degree because mm-hmm. there is a thing in the workforce where if you get a degree from so-and-so, it means more than if it came from somebody else. Now, what colleges have done are colleges that are in the same league as each other. Like you can ask us, like for a lot of us go to the same school, but like there were other schools in our area that offered more or less the same thing at the same quality. I can name two other schools that are around the same level. And our school for engineering is very good. But the price differences are drastic. Oh, like drastic. <laughs> and that's where the colleges, they sell themselves for telling you about the experience that you're going to receive and how the quality is just somehow so much better then if you went anywhere else, well, that is complete cap. And yep. that in itself is a scam because they sell you on that. You get hooked. You're thinking that the education you're receiving is just top notch. And that thing could be mid. That could mm-hmm. be very mid, especially the major you pick because they can sell saying that they're the top college. And yet it could be in this. Yep. It could be in yep. business. But their engineering program is okay. Their nursing program isn't good. But because you heard that they were the top at something and not the correct category for your major, now you're going to a college that's not offering what another college could be offering you at an affordable price. So you have to keep that in mind when you're looking for colleges. You need to run the numbers, see where they ranked for this major that I want to go into, if you know. And then once you know, look for around your area, factor in in-state tuition. Because a lot of people are also, you know, pulling the, man, I've been living with my parents for 18 years. Yeah, I know. It's been tough as it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so they want to go out of state. But do you have out of state money? Because if you don't, my side. If you go out of state without, <laughs> if you go out of state, that just brought back so many memories of my parents hitting me with that line. Do you got <laughs> whatever you want? Money. Money. Oh my <laughs> man, bro. Hey, man. Was, you can't make it on. up. I'm talking about on. everybody got dreams to go to UNC, mm-hmm. to go to um, University of California, but you ain't from there. Do you know how much the tuition is? <laughs> oh, damn, <laughs> don't forget about that factor of living. Don't forget about that like uh, that cost of living. Because, I mean, if you – like, here's, here's a great example for engineering. I think a top 10 school is Rensselaer Polytechnic. I think it's in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Like, cost of living, 
not that expensive. The school itself is, you know, it's expensive, but it's not crazy. And the thing is, it's it's top ten. And there are a lot of schools that you would consider Ivy Leagues or, you know, these prestigious schools that don't actually match it in an engineering degree. So if you wanted an engineering degree, you could go there real quick. So, yeah, there's a school. I think it's in Indiana. It's called Rensselaer Polytechnic. It's top 10, uh, last I checked, for engineering, mechanical specifically, uh, in the nation. And the cost of living out there is not too bad, and the tuition is not too bad either. And you're getting a similar, if not better, education that you would get at a lot of Ivy League schools, where you're going to run double, almost triple the money if you count your cost of living expenses. Because somewhere in, uh, like, I guess, a Midwestern state versus Cambridge, Massachusetts, or somewhere out in California, I mean, even the cost of food is going to be drastic. The cost of gasoline is going to be drastic. Rent is going to be drastic. And you need to factor in things like that. You probably will not live on campus all four years. It's it's common for people to move into an apartment. I mean, raise your hand if you're in an apartment right now and not on campus. <laughs> there you go. There's two of five. It's 40%. So if you belong... Well, in, no, uh, two niggas are lying, too. <laughs> well, it counts as an apartment for this instance. Oh, Lord. Come on now. So, okay, I'll raise so, my hand. I'll raise there my you hand. go. There you go. Four. Yeah. So we'll call, it, we'll call it 80%. That's even better. So... A lot of what you need to factor in is, yes, it might be great to live your early 20s in Manhattan, but are you prepared to shell out for that price? Because if you are, so be it, man. Do You do you. I will not tell you how to live your life. But if you're going to tell me that like you don't have the money and you want to pay $5,000 a square foot or whatever the ridiculous rate is up there, like that's on you, man. Like That's yeah, just understand the cost. Understand that price tag. Not everyone... Not everyone can rep that custom, you know, Gucci suit all day. Oh, you, sometimes no, no. you got to remember where you got to remember, put the t-shirt on, do what you got to do. You can get that suit later. You can get I'm that saying, suit later. People yeah, out here with the empire state of mind, bro, but they don't got that mm -hmm. empire state of money, bro. California <laughs> and New York are smoking on that civilian pack, bro. They pull up thinking they're going to have it all nice and dandy, then they see how much it costs to live there getting smoked yeah bro pay eight dollars for a zucchini and talk wet to me again don't don't don't, don't say anything like uh, <laughs> zucchini, zucchini prices through the roof boy cereal, bro. Mm. I, i'd be damned i walk into kroger's talking about eight dollars for some fruit i'm walking straight out bro, <laughs> <laughs> inside, bro. No hesitation, bro. phone in the roommates pack it up we're gone <laughs> Pack your bags. We're leaving. <laughs> Heck no. But um, I have let me, one um... thing to add to that real quick too before we move. Oh, back. go ahead, bro. But go ahead. I think that's like a really important point because you know we were talking about how you know you want to get out the house at eighteen. Cause I was the same way. I was like, I'm trying to get out as soon as possible. Do whatever I can. Nothing. Just that's just how I was living at the time. But yeah. if you go to one, you know, not just a smaller school, but you do your research, you apply to the right schools, and you just go in with the mindset of as long as they have the requirements to where I can be successful after this. Just wherever I get the most money, I won't have to pay the most or have the best state of life for that time. You'll honestly have a lot more chances to get those scholarships and those money back in return at some of those scholars, smaller schools that have just as much repertoire than some of those, you know, those bigger downtown living in these nice, fancy places. And you'll save a lot of money in the end and making just as much money as those people um, who go to these big schools. And I know at one of my internships I went to, uh, I think it was last year, there was a dude at MIT. Paid all this money to go to the school, and he's working the same amount of money I paid to go to the small schools. He has a lot less repertoire than he does, and 
He's probably gonna have the same job, getting paid. No, less uh, than me. don't 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 count us out now. Hey, don't, don't do our school like that. Uh, like, pretty good. Y'all like, like, do pretty like, good. Well, I'll get into some specifics. If if you know everyone who listened probably knows what I mean by saying that. But <laughs> you know, as long as they have you know the the quality requirements and they'll fit your major. Because I know that's a big thing people say a lot about the scam is that you know nowadays you can learn everything online, but it's those connections that you'll make at those schools. You can get the same way at the MITs and the you know the Georgia Techs that you can get at some of those smaller schools as well, as long as you stay plugged in. So. Also, if you're one of those people who thinks that online learning is the same, I, I routinely look online at the MIT posted stuff for engineering, and I would love to sit down with you and try to go through one of those worksheets. They are dense because mm-hmm. you don't have anyone to walk you through with it. So if you're learning the material in another college course, they're manageable. But I promise you, if you picked up a advanced heat transfer problem just because you like just without using any help from one of those MIT work pages, call it good night. Just go to sleep. It's not worth it. <laughs> some, of, some of that stuff is it's definitely better and important to have someone who knows what they're doing and who can answer questions. Mm-hmm. Because as great as Google is, Google does not know everything. There are some hypothetical questions that Google can't answer in a search bar. There's some YouTube videos that can certainly you. help. Chag well, don't got don't you, got Slater it. don't got you. <laughs> the little hero course you on, or whatever it's called don't you go, got you. Go, you go on Stack Overflow with a prayer and it doesn't have you either and you're just sitting there <laughs> lost. Damn, they on there talking about, can somebody answer my question? Nah. Hey, and if, <laughs> if you're that type of person that can grind out eight lectures a day online to figure it out, man, full props to you. Like, you're, you're better than me. But it's hard. Online online college is not easy from five guys who've done online college. That shit sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That shit ass, bro. Nah, while we're on, you know, the another college, so we're all around that age, that um that dating age. And oh, no. actually today I was just, you know, randomly thinking about it and I realized something with our generation specifically and like everyone below us for the most part. So I wanted to pose this question, and this is, I guess, more personal because I'm asking each of you individually, and the question is, do you date to marry? Why or why not? I'm going last. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, I'll, I'll just go ahead and go first. Um Cause I'm just gonna keep this one short and sweet. I'm not even gonna. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna let you have this one, bro. You got this one. Um. Yes. I. I do. I don't. My. There are a couple of ways that I categorize people involved in my life. Either you are irrelevant. You are. That's a crazy start to this explanation. I categorize people into different categories. Either you're irrelevant, you're an acquaintance, you're my friend, you're family, or you know you're kind of like a significant other. I don't really have too many other like flexible roles, and I think my biggest thing is for people that fit in the acquaintance box or just people you're cool with, friends of your friends. But if I'm going to let you into my life, like if I'm going to say I'm going to date you and you're going to be my girlfriend, then it is with the intent to, um, you know, basically dating is just kind of filling each other out and seeing if you can be 
lifelong partners, or that's how I see it. Um, if I just wanted to fool around with the girl, I would never throw the dating title on it. Like there would be, we would not be dating if I knew that she was just trying it out, trying to see how, you know, how I am. I would never date someone like that. Uh, as far as dating goes, I'm very particular about dating um, because not a lot of people nowadays have that mindset to date, to marry. They just kind of date, break up, move on, date, break up, move on, date. They're not dating for longevity. So, yes, personally, I do date to marry, which is why I don't date often. So, yeah. Oh, me. I think this is an interesting one. I feel like dating to marry would probably, I'd probably say dating to marry is more so what I'd be going for. Just because, like, I, I personally don't like wasting my time. And I don't know, like, you know, I just, kind of, I want to get married one day. And I feel like, you know, like, I'm already kind of a picky person as it is. So if I do end up getting to that phase with somebody, then it's like, I don't want to, you know, have to do that all over, you know. But I understand, like, when people don't date to marry, I understand it. Because it's like, you never know what you truly want. And I feel like the more you experience like dating with other people, like the more you realize like what you truly want in a person and like you get more experiences, you know, just learning more about yourself and other people. So I mean, I can understand why like people just date around, you know, for the experience. But for me, I'd say like marrying's the goal. To counter that real quick, I do think that you can have the intent of dating to marry because dating like dating, like going through the phase of going on a couple of dates, getting to know each other, like yes, like okay, you've found that physical attraction. <clears throat> There's no way that y'all just went on a date and you were just because that's tough. So, so I would just put that out there. That's tough. <laughs> so once you've found that physical attraction and hopefully like a small little connection you're like okay let's go on a date so then you're trying to see if there's something you can expand upon so that in itself you're looking for a partner hopefully a partner for life so my thing is you can go through that and realize dang like i thought this person was gonna be cool gonna be the one nah and then it's next right because you got to keep your life moving and you can go through that same exact phase that you just mentioned and what Zay mentioned, but with it having meaning. Because you can do it without meaning. I definitely agree with that. But then are you really dating? Because really you could just use the well, term that Zay used and pull around. I feel like, there's, so, all, that's I feel like there's, always, there's always an underlining meaning, whether it's to yeah. marry or just the experience. Like there, Regardless, there's always that like, you know, standard of gaining something, you know? Yeah. Let me let me go real quick before y'all go. Because I was going to touch know, on exactly what uh, Nico just said. Because I feel like, go for me, it, it's a yes and a no, right? So, like, even if I date somebody, because I'm like Zay in the same way where, like, I, I don't really let too many people in too easily just because I try to, you know, I don't want to waste my time. And I want to make sure, you know, I'm growing at a good rate with these different people that I'm meeting. But a lot of the times when you date somebody and say, you know, it's different than just, you know, you're fooling around with somebody, you're just trying to, you know, entertain yourself for a little bit, or just, you know, 
all that type of nonsense. But a lot of times when if I put somebody in that category of dating, it's for both of us to be able to see how much we can help each other grow, if that makes sense. Right. So even if I'm not dating somebody to marry them, because a lot of the times, like I'm 21, there's a whole lot that's going to change in my life within the next four or five years. There's a whole lot more maturing I'm going to do in the next four or five years. And I might not even be in the same same place, same area, same anything that I'm at right now. So I can't really commit to marrying somebody at this age right now just because, you know, my life isn't set in stone too much. And the fact that dating allows you to see if that you're willing to go through that growth of that person throughout all those changes. You feel what I'm saying? So towards the end of that dating phase, when I'll finally decide this person is, you know, somebody I want to live the rest of my life with. You feel what I'm saying? But up until that point, there's a whole lot of growing that both parties are going to go, you and your significant other, that you kind of have to evaluate before you can really come into saying, I want to marry you just off these first, you know, however many months or years you've been dating, that type of thing, you feel what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a yes and a no for sure, just because we're so young. Because like, I know I was talking to one of my homies the other day, he just got married, right? And he was telling me, you know, yeah, I've been dating this girl for, you know, all these four years and he's just telling me about it. And like, they've, I'm so happy for them because they have everything set and they seem really happy. There's a lot that he was saying that they, they just weren't, you know, expecting. Because, you know, going to that point of just dating and, you know, sharing energy and helping each other grow is a lot different than, you know, living together for the next however many years. You feel what I'm saying? There's a lot that has to go into kind of accepting that role of marriage. But I don't really think that just dating, dating not to marry doesn't mean that you're not dating, taking somebody seriously, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, mate. I, I, have, I agree. I have a particularly strong stance on this one. So I, I, I'd love to get y'all to respond to this. And you're, you're going to have to give me a moment to clarify once I say it. But I believe that dating to not marry is an oxymoron. I think that the term dating only can be given the implication not to marry intentionally. And the reason I say that is y'all described it perfectly. Dating is figuring out whether or not you mesh with someone. The difficulty is, what does that mesh mean? What does that signify? Because the, the whole concept is, even if you're not dating somebody to marry them, you're seeing if you mesh together. I would, I would pose the question that dating someone not to marry them, meshing with them, and then leaving because you intentionally did not want to marry them is what I would call fumbling the bag because you had it. You had the prerequisite for marriage, which is incumbent in the like definition of dating and you jacked it. And that may end up not hurting you in the long run, but you had to intentionally deny yourself the possibility of marriage with someone you meshed with in order to create this scenario of dating without marriage. You have to selectively choose that I don't want to marry this person for this reason that you went into this with, which means you are denying the actual premise of dating. Because if you were sticking to what just dating is, that mesh whether or not it immediately leads to a ring is the purpose. And the reason why you're looking for that mesh is to see who you want to spend your life with. Marriage is a contract, legally speaking, and religiously it's something else. But if we're talking specifically about what the purpose of dating is, it's often a stepping stone. And in my opinion, dating without marriage is the same as a stepping stone in the middle of a lake. There's no way out. What are you going to do? You're just walking into water. Either you're going to break up with them because they're not good enough and you didn't mesh with them, or you're going to break up with them because you meshed with them and you don't want to marry them. So you have you have literally terminated your chance of fulfilling the role of dating before you ever started. You went into it with the wrong mindset. Your mindset should have been, I'm going to date people 
plural or singular, whatever it ends up being, and attempt to find someone that I mesh with. Once I do, I'm going to pursue it to its end, regardless of what that is, because everyone's going to have problems. And sometimes those problems are not worth working through. But if you go in with that cognition, that idea, that like predisposition that you're not going to get married to someone, there is no situation in which you come out of that without fumbling to some degree, if it works. Because you will be already planning your way out with someone who you had already made your future with. Yeah, um, real quick though, just for me, um, oh, that hand confused me. I thought you nah, were telling me. Focus, wow. camera focus, you're good. Okay, no, nah, um, for me, um, I would say that I kind of think dating, like, I wouldn't agree to date someone if I didn't previously know them. And I feel like I didn't explain that thoroughly um, the first time. Like, I made it just sound like that, like, I would just meet a girl and just instantly know, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna marry her. And then, like, you know, I just see a girl, oh, I'm not going to marry you, so I'll never date you. No, no, not like that. To me, I wouldn't agree to date someone unless, one, I previously knew who this female was at some point and we had a pre-existing relationship as friends you know like because you got to start somewhere obviously so it would have to be someone who i've known for a good amount of time like i know them i know how it is you know what i'm saying and then we can take that next intimate step where we see because we know how we function in a group we know that we can get along but now I, I'll agree to date you because I know who you are. I have the previous background, and now we're just trying to see how we work in a more intimate setting. Um, so that's that. That was just to clarify because I I, yeah. I just felt like I left that out. Oh, you and, then, and then of course, obviously, if it doesn't work out, you know, then it's like, okay, you know, I you know, dang, like Josh was saying, oh, I thought you know, it just didn't work out for some reason, then that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. um, that's fine. But it, to me, dating wouldn't happen until we already had some sort of pre-existing and I have a good, I, I have a general and a good idea of who they were beforehand. Because I wouldn't agree to date a stranger and then like figure out, oh crap, I don't like this girl and then dump her because I, I just don't think that that's the way to go about it. I feel like you should get to know them, be their friend, get to know them a little more in depth. And then once you get, you know, that connection first, then you agree to date. But at that point you're like, okay, this girl is great or this girl is okay. Or this girl, I can deal with her. I can, I can manage, you know, I think we can, I think we can go well together and maybe we can build something. But that should be the intent behind dating is what I is what I think. I don't think it should be a oh, well he's cute and we hung out a couple of times. Uh you know, be my girlfriend or be my boyfriend or however whichever way it goes. Yeah. And I would argue that, that that is actually the same principle process. You've just tightened the bounds of what you're calling dating. Like dating yeah. cannot happen without two strangers meeting each other. 
So you have to meet a stranger. That is a contingency. You either met them when you were younger or in a friend group or however you met them. You start by meeting a stranger and then becoming friends and then dating and however your process goes. You've just tightened the bounds to the question like, am I your boyfriend or not? Or will you be my girlfriend or not? That kind of thing. Like that, that is where you've constricted it. But I think the, the point that I wanted to roll off of real quick before Josh goes was you're absolutely right. I agree with you. The purpose is to find someone that you vibe with and then check to see if you work together because if you do, you could marry this person. And if you don't, you can't. And I think that that is the inherent contingency in dating. I think that whenever you can recognize that you and a person don't vibe, it's because you know you won't vibe in the future. And there's no point in pursuing a like, future to the end of your life with this person, which means that is a prerequisite of dating, that you have to fulfill the category of whether or not you're compatible. That's all. Josh, go ahead. All right, yeah, dude, I was trying my hardest not to forget what I wanted to say because I had like two or three different points that were popping up in my head. I was like, please let me not forget. So the first thing I wanted to mention, so what you guys like brought to my attention is the fact with dating is that you can't, it would be, I guess, unfair if you went into dating not looking for marriage for the other person you were dating. I think Jackson gave a fair example. You would just be doing somebody flat out dirty. If you weren't going in with that intention of making it through the end, seeing it through the end, because someone's just going to be left brokenhearted if one day you wake up and you're like, this was fun, and you're (laughs) done. That's how people become futures. That right there is how they become that. I'm serious because it's 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 messed up, but it happens bro. so much in our society today. People would just roll over and be like, nah, bro, and just dip. Like, I'm talking about no explanation. And then you leave these people just feeling, like, brokenhearted because they don't understand. They thought that y'all were in it for the long run. They thought that y'all were going to be able to set aside y'all differences. But there was no phase of working through it. He were like, Capiche, you just dipped. Like, like, like that in itself is you not dating to marry. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I think you should go in with the intent of dating to marry. A question I wanted to add is because I think Nate brought up a fair point. Currently in my life, I've told these guys, man, like, there's just too much left, bro. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm ready to start watching, shaking his head. I said, I'm not sure I'm ready to date right now because I have the mindset of, okay, if I find someone, I'm going to be committed and, like, I don't know what route that's going to take my life. Maybe, like, it's too soon for that to happen. So that's the way I look at it. But because of that, I wanted to ask, when do y'all think is the right time to date in your life? And I think Nate had a question, though, or something to add before that. Well, I just had something real quick to add to that. Just, like, real quick. Because I can answer that question, too. Or, like... Okay. Because, like, that's kind of why I said, like, yes and no. Because I feel like you definitely should... Because I feel like that... The definition you're making of people who don't... Who date to not marry are, like, just immature, if it makes sense. Because a lot of people date... Because, like, they go in... I said they go into the, you know, dating and these relationships with that intention of, you know finding somebody for the rest of their life, whether that means marriage or not, that's what they'll find out kind of towards the end of that dating period or that cycle, right? But the people who kind of, you know, just pop up and hit them with the see you later, you feel what I'm saying? They just got a lot of growing to do. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That's why, like, I, I kind of tailored this question a lot more to where you said, like, at the age we're at right now, 
because a lot of people, you know, around our age just haven't grown to that point to where they're thinking with that mindset, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people get broken hearted. They get, you know, they're going in with this, you know, full idea of, the, you know, I'm trying to set up the rest of my life with this person. The other person is like, well, you know, I thought she was kind of cute, though. You feel what I'm saying? And that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's like, once I feel like the older we get, the more mature people will get and start thinking the way kind of we were talking about a little bit earlier. But at the age we're right, at right now, I feel like it's a... A lot of people have a lot more growing to do before they can fully commit to somebody in a in a relationship that's benefiting both of them and not really is kind of just that one sided thing. She's talking on a couple of other podcasts a little bit, so I won't get too deep into that. But but because of that, you know, personally I feel like, you know, you can still date whatever age, but kind of that marriage age type thing, it'd have to be like late twenties, early thirties for me. I gotta get my life right set up and make sure I'm good to go before I can invest into anybody else too deep, you feel what I'm saying? Hey, bro, we're going to write this down, bro. Because if I'm at your wedding and you're at a smooth 26, bro, uh, I'm uh, going I say gonna, late 20s probably up, for sure. We're all going to roll up in the tuxes. Nate's a whopping 23 and a half. He's like... 23? <laughs> 23, That's bro. A, my, 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 coming up quick. Pick up the pace, no, Nate. It's coming. I say like a solid like... You know, give me a couple years in a job. Because also the big thing for me is, like, I want to make sure that before I try to take care of anybody else, I have I can take care of myself, my mental is straight, and I'm mature enough to where I can benefit them in the same way that I would want them to benefit me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, if elite, like, the earliest for me, it, it yeah, it'd probably be, like, that mid-late 20s. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for me, I think as far as dating goes, I mean, it's just kind of, like, Take it at like a day by day thing. I mean, I don't really, I'm not, I don't have a particular like time frame of dating. I mean, if I got presented with like a good opportunity, you know, like someone that's good for me tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I'll see what's <laughs> up with it. But it's like, as far as marriage goes, like, as far as like, I don't know, like Nate was saying, I want to make sure I'm good. Like, I don't got no loans, like, you know, debt, no nothing. Like, make sure I'm just straight, period. Cause I don't want to bring no nonsense into a marriage, you know, or like that type of like, seriousness in a relationship but as far as like dating i mean i think i'm in the right headspace but i mean like i don't know i could always be like do some better things you know be be a better nico you feel me but i mean I don't know. it just you know it just depends i guess god's timing is the best timing you know mm. bam preach say when you're feeling um i think i agree with nate um it dating well at least dating, um, well, not date, well, marriage. I don't want to get married not for a while because it's like y'all said, like marriage is a very big commitment. And like, um, once you make that commitment, I'm the type of person that like, once I make that commitment, that that's where I'm at. Like, sorry for everything else, but like, this is where my word is. And I feel like a man's word is one of the most important things that he has. And it has a lot of value and it can hold a lot of weight. And you have to stick to your word because a man who doesn't have any value to his words, yikes. So um, that Mm -hmm. commitment, I feel like that's a huge commitment. And until I'm like, until I wake up bored, you know, like basically what that means is, is where I'm in such a good spot to where bills don't bother me, work doesn't bother me, 
my home is straight, you know, and I'm kind of like, okay, it's time for me to like, you know, start reaching out and trying to make, you know, you know, share my home with, you know, someone I want to create a family with, then that's where I'll be at. And just realistically thinking, getting to that point won't be in the next year or two. You know, I, I might be 30. I might, you know, I might be 28. I might be 27. I might be 32. But whatever age it is, it doesn't matter. It's not, I, you know, it's not now. And now there are the Cinderella cases, obviously. You know, the, the people who get married out of, out of high school, you know, they meet their person early. There's nothing wrong with that. And what I'm what I'm not saying is is don't pursue somebody because you you're 20 or you're 21. I'm not saying don't pursue them because you're young and things will change. What I'm saying is is that if you are not with someone and you're in a position to better yourself, and um, you're in a position to better yourself and put yourself in a more comfortable spot for your future, if it comes along great you know if it comes along then do that you know that's all you um but don't make it a priority mm -hmm. not a priority but don't make it to where it could interfere with your future making decisions mm -hmm. i'll say that don't make that's it to the point, point where you're in a situation where you're like oh well i just got a job offer in i don't know san diego but i'm not going to take it because my girlfriend doesn't want me to go you know and you're 23 and in school you know what i'm saying like if it's up to that point then i mean make whatever decision you're going to make but if i wasn't in that position and there was no significant other um obviously you know what you're doing so if you you know if you'd make that decision if you were, you know, by yourself, then there's your answer. Um, but I'd say make sure you're at a comfortable stage in your life first before and make sure that. And Oh, my goodness. I just remembered one thing that I do want to say before you, whatever age it is, make sure that you know yourself before you try to get comfortable with somebody else. I cannot stress that enough. You have to know yourself in and out. Okay. You have to know yourself. You got to know what you like. You got to know what you don't like. You have to know what, what you, you, you have to have your, uh, estimate of self worth. You have to, you know, have respect for yourself. You have to know what you're not going to allow people to do. You know what I mean? Like, Everybody has those buttons that are just, hey, don't push these buttons or it's done. But all I'm saying is know yourself first, because if you know yourself and you're comfortable with yourself, then getting to know someone else and becoming comfortable with someone else will be a lot easier because then you won't have to face demons that you didn't even know that you had, you know. So make sure you know yourself. Make sure you're in a comfortable position in your life. And, um, I think that's about it. Yeah. I, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I heard, uh, uh, hold up. Oh, bro. I got a great thing. Said, Go oh, I got a great thing too. 
Before you go, real quick, I just wanted to touch on like the Cinderella story. That's the word I think Zay used. Um, yeah, there is sometimes I think that you just know that you've found your significant other at a young age. And in those specific circumstances, I think that it's more of you guys will be wanting to work through it. You guys will be doing this together. So, for example, that job that you have that's in San Diego, well, this is a team effort to see can we make that work like, together. If not, you're saying no because you're able to find a solution that still works for both of you. Because at that point, you're already planning to get married. You see what I'm saying? You're already committed to each other and each other's values. So at that point, you're just trying to make it work for both of you. And sometimes there will be sacrifices that have to be made. But the sacrifices won't be greater than your happiness together. If the sacrifices ever outweigh your happiness, then you realize this isn't it in your current stage right now, in the current stage you are in your life, this is not the right time. Because you're looking, you're like, I think that I want this more than our relationship together, which it sucks, but that could be like what's needed at that time. Because of course you're still growing, you're still trying to know yourself, and you're still trying to get settled. I think that everybody has got a great point in being settled first. Because right now we're at the age that we are just moving, trying to figure out what we're going to be doing for possibly 30 years if you plan to work that long. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already, <laughs> I already don't plan to work that long, but I feel like that's the number used around. I have a whole different plan, which we'll have to get into in another podcast or something. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there before Jackson gives his, like, take on this. Oh, good. Um, I wanted to compound on kind of what both of you ended up saying um, in that there, it's important to work on yourself. And I was going to expound upon why. Um, so I heard this analogy once when I was a kid and I really liked it. Uh, it was presented to me as like how people work together. Uh, and it's it doesn't matter who is who. But imagine that a relationship is like the relationship between a key and a lock. Right. The whole concept is if you make a key out of very strong material and you make very defined cuts and you make a lock out of strong materials and you really set the pins, they're going to work together forever. You're always going to be able to put it in, turn it, lock's going to open, easy peasy, right in. You're never even going to notice. It's going to be a well-oiled machine. But if you rush the key job, it's not going to actually fit in the lock. It's just going to be close enough. And after time, it's going to wear down. And eventually, there's going to be a failure somewhere. A pin's not going to lift. The lock's not going to turn. The deadbolt's not going to come. You're not going to be able to get inside your house. And if you make the pins out of bad material and you don't actually take the time to craft the lock, then the key is eventually going to rupture or force one of the pins to go higher than it would, and the lock's not going to turn again. And so the purpose of that statement is that you can, it doesn't matter, there is no age at which you can determine your compatibility with someone. But until you can tell where the boundaries of your compatibility are, how are you ever going to discern where someone else should fit in? If you are a blank slate key, there is no way you could discern which lock you'll open because you don't have a single groove for a pin. You don't have a single defining boundary that you need to be compatible with that lock. In order to actually achieve that union, in order to actually achieve that fit, you're going to have to first find out where your boundaries are, what your profile looks like, and then you can go and look for the type of thing that you're going to mesh with, the type of person that you're going to mesh with. So I think you both made an excellent point there, and that it's critical 
that not only you know yourself, but more importantly, you know what you're looking for to a degree, not to a T, not to the exact you know number and letter, but you can make out a general idea of the person who you think you will value. You could be completely wrong. You could be way off the rocker and end up with someone that you never thought you would end up with, and that's okay. But at least you went in with some guiding expectations and came out the wiser man. Does that make sense? If you come in with a set of criteria, yeah. you're more likely to understand what it is you do and do not mesh with. Because it takes a lot of things going wrong to not have fun in a relationship at all. You can justify a lot of relationships. And I personally am of the belief that any two people can make it work, given a certain amount of effort. It's just whether or not the effort actually matches the return of the relationship and whether or not you're both happy. And in that instance, the key in lock stands. You're never, you can force a key to open any lock if you just press it hard enough. It's going to form into that keyhole. It's going to work, but it may not come out the same. And it's definitely not going to work on the lock it should have. You're going to have deformed it. That's my opinion. Oh yeah, real quick, I'm just gonna say one thing. Go ahead. Um, don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand what I said um, when I said know what you want and self-respect. That does not mean by any means that you just kind of expect someone to fit all your boxes and yep. if they miss one, you leave. That is not what that meant, and I didn't even think to clarify before. Um, before. But that does not mean that if they don't fit every box, then you just up and dip. It means that you have a general, like you said, you just have a general idea of what you're looking for. And over time, it will refine itself. Yeah. <laughs> it was like perfect ending. <laughs> no, um... Um, one more thing that Zay had mentioned earlier while we're still on this topic. So Zay had brought up the point how when he's looking for someone, that he's looking for someone that he has already considered a friend at that point before they start talking or like dating. Well, let me use the word dating since that's what we're talking about because we've already explained those are different things as well. <laughs> if you don't remember that, please check our first... It's one of them. Episode. Yes, watch First all of them. You'll episode. find it out. Yeah, watch all of them. You'll find it. Watch all of them. You'll find it. For sure. But what I just wanted to ask everyone is, do you think that you need to have a relationship with this person beforehand in terms of like you physically knowing them, them being in your friend group, that sort of thing? Go like, I guess like the old fashioned way of doing it or with especially all these new like, dating apps you can just meet a random person link up a couple times and then you can consider that and it's even though both hold like different values and they both try to capture the same thing one is more like better suited for somebody than the other so go real quick i just wanted to say my piece real quick and then Zayko. I think that it's not necessarily the method of how you meet them that's important, but rather the method that you pursue them. So if they're your friend and you honestly pursue them as a friend first and then are able to tell that you might be compatible and then pursue dating them, I think that's great. I think if you're going to use dating apps, meet a complete stranger, the process is identical. You should still pursue them honestly, but you're going to have to start from farther back. So first you need to be able to be like, okay, could we be friends? Do we relate? Are there things that we have in common? And then after that, 
do we have more? Is there a spark? Is there something here? So I feel like the meth the method of pursuit actually kind of combines the two and it makes them the same answer, more or less. I agree with Jackson. I feel like uh being friends first is just kinda of like a shortcut. You know, it's just like, oh well I already know them and I already know what they like and you know, you already feel that you already have that comfortable like feeling with them. So it's like you kinda of get past that, get to know your phase and you know, you're in the dating. But if you start from scratch, you know, like say you meet someone like Jackson on a dating app or just you know, just a stranger out and about, then you you still have to get do the whole get to know your phase and stuff. But I feel like during that phase that's when you start to transition into you know, being friends with them, you know, you can be friends and also be in a relationship. So I like, like Jackson said, uh, I think it's both kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, okay. Let, cause now I just feel like I'm getting torched. Um, no, 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 to no, reiterate, no. to reiterate saying that I go after people who are friends first, is not the easy way out. That literally means that the process is the same, regardless of who they are whether I met them on a dating app or not, the fact that they have to be my friend and that I have to get to know them does not change. The pro like you said, the process is the same no matter where you met them. I'm not saying that I'll, I won't meet anyone that I don't already know because then if that's the case, then shoot, the only people I know in my life are my parents. Um, so it's not like that. It's like regardless of where I meet, or who I meet, the process of me getting to know them and then um, getting comfortable with them as a friend and then getting to know them on, you know, some sort of um, moral level, if that makes sense, getting to know them on some sort of moral level and seeing if we can, if we click, if we don't click, and then seeing how we are in an intimate setting, the process doesn't change. Um, but, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You know, you can meet them anywhere, but to me, the process is the same regardless whether I previously knew them. Is Regardless of who they are, if they're a total stranger, then that starts the clock. That's day one, and I'm going to build up experience with that person um, before I consider dating them. Hmm. Yeah, I basically agree with uh, what everybody said. Uh, it's basically the the same type of method, same type of intentions. It's just a, a little bit different approach. But uh, I would say a lot of times too, because like even on like a lot of those dating apps, like I know personally, you you can meet a lot of fire friends if you go in that same method and don't even want to end up dating them. You'll just be cool afterwards. You feel what I'm saying? But I know a lot of times some people make mistakes, and that's why they don't really like you know being trying to find a friend to start dating and things like that because they don't realize the difference between someone who's better as being your friend and is a lot that relationship being a lot better than you know someone you want to be dating be your significant other so i feel like just to add on a little bit is you got to be able to make sure that you're not too blindsided to tell the difference between what's better for your life whether it's having a really good friend you'll have for the rest of your life or trying to turn this into something a little bit more intimate and that point that you just brought up was why i asked the question because there are a lot of instances i feel like you reach a point where you're like, man, I wish I wasn't friends with this person. I've literally heard people say, I wish that like I just met them, trying to like get to know them for a little bit and mm -hmm. then date them instead of becoming friends with them and like knowing them through that aspect. Because another thing that people don't factor in 
It's the fact that people also act differently when they're in a relationship. Yeah. That factor, it doesn't change somebody completely, but it can damn near. It, 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 gets, <laughs> it get pretty close. He pulled a 179, damn it. Oh, but... no. <laughs> no, no. A 179. <laughs> That's why I asked the question, because I thought about it. I was like, man, there are some people that, like Nate said, that you find out and getting to know them, you realize that you think that you're better as friends, so you don't pursue dating them while really you should have pursued dating them because of the fact of how well you were friends and then sometimes it's the exact opposite even though that you're in that instance that you feel like man we're good friends we should try this it's like eh that's just a relationship that you should keep where it's at and it's just you know our life journey like while we walk through it so you know figure out and discern what we should be discerning and figuring out who should be where till we find the person that we know for sure is the one God willing. So it's that maturity yeah. point. You got to live a little bit to understand what's best for you. That yeah. Is true. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, I can't, well, yeah, you can live a little bit and be at a young age though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean you gotta that. like, for sure. I don't yeah, mean yeah. like age wise. I mean like experience wise. Life. <laughs> not be a not be a Hendrix, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. You can, you can do it in a way. You there's a right way. Well, I can't say right. You see, you gotta be professional with it. Bro. There, there is, there is an appropriate way. Uh, okay, okay. There is a way where you can do it with a mutual ending, and there's a way that you can do it that's one sided. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because I don't know how else to word that without, I don't want to offend nobody. So you can do it a way where there's a mutual, a mutual ending, and you can do it a way where it's one-sided. Pick your poison. Well, guys, I I do think that that was pretty informative right there. I loved all of you guys' viewpoints from what we've been talking about. Hopefully the viewers do as well. And if you guys want to hear like more topics like this, go ahead. Like I said earlier, hit us up on social media, DM us, and we'll be happy to, you know, talk about whatever because that's what we do. We just try to put you on the game. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the episode. Zay, you got any last words? Nah, that was a pretty that was a pretty good talk. That was hey, thank y'all for listening though. Subscribe, tune in for the next episode. We'll be here with some more topics that y'all might like to hear. Bet, bet, bet. Jackson, what you got? Hey, man, I appreciate y'all for listening. You know, we're just a bunch of guys trying to say what we think and trying to give the advice for people coming up in the world. So if you like what you're hearing, check out our other episodes. We do this every single week. Uh, and we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Nate? Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all summed it up pretty well, though. Appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. Go ahead, follow us on everything. If you're trying to keep up with the, the Five Cents gang, you feel what I'm saying? And we'll keep on coming out with you with y'all, so stay tuned. Nico? Thank you. PBS Kids ass nigga, bro. <laughs> bro, he signed it off like that Nickelodeon card that always came out on the morning. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nah, but that was real stuff, though. Thank y'all for tuning in. You know, it, it's always much appreciated. You know, for uh, making sure y'all check out the message. You know, it's it's what keeps us going. You know, but uh, but yeah, 
But yeah, yeah I think we're going to just excuse what Nico just mentioned. But guys, I just want to thank everyone for watching. Be sure, like they said, to follow us on social media to keep up to date with what we're doing. And with that, this episode is finished. Y'all take it easy. Adios. Peace.